Welcome to episode 8 of Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. We've done it. 8 episodes. Look at that. I'm Chris McGowan, a.k.a. Magoogs, a.k.a. Chris Magoogs McGowan, a.k.a. Butter. That was a nickname I got in high school. I dropped one pass in freshman year of high school, and the rich, snotty dudes at my high school called me Butter. At least one kid did. He thought it was really funny. I wonder what he's doing now. Probably not playing football. Okay, on to the episode. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a... Please do talk about me when I'm gone, which I believe is a play off of a film lyric. I bring that up in the show title because I believe Arya says twice. Yes, we're diving straight into theories here. I believe she says twice something about movie references. Arya says this at the very beginning when she says, that's immortality, darling. Arya says, where did she get that? Or someone says, where did she get that? And Arya thinks, I think it was from a movie. We get that again at the very end of the episode when Arya says, we're all in Allison's movie. But let's start from the beginning. We learn a little bit about this memorial that is going to be created. Uh, there's going to be some art tiles. Um, we see Arya making her tile. That's important, I'm sure you know. And then uh, in the flashback, I realized that substitute teacher Sarah is using her real name. So wait a minute. Are we saying in the reality of the show, the substitute teacher Sarah Shepard, based off her experiences in the school, wrote the novels? What a twist. We get a slight back and forth here at the top with Arya and Hannah, which I had not seen before. A little uh, shot back and forth about their parents, and Arya does apologize. We get the first mention of a cello teenager. I don't believe we actually ever see the cello person, but she is mentioned twice. And then I want to subtitle this episode, Who the Fuck is This Guy? Who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Who the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? Showing up at my door. Who the fuck is this guy? Never saw him before. Who the fuck is this guy? Did I miss it in episode 4? Who the fuck is this guy? Is he something more? Who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? Was he in an episode exclusive? Who the fuck is this guy? Did he? I miss a mention of him? Who the fuck is this guy? Seriously. Who the fuck is this guy? I just... Um, because in walks in... No, he doesn't walk in yet, but we may, we hear first about uh, Allie's brother, Jason, who's going to show up. We hear about the new pedestal and bench that's being installed, and then the bull arrives uh, with these five figures across the edge. I'm not quite sure the significance of the bull, but they all seem touched, so it's not my place to judge. Then we get to the That's Immortality Darlings. And this is kind of a series of flashbacks, which I think are from the same day. I don't know where they're all partying, but it's like every kid in school is at this one place, or in this one general place. It seems to be summertime. So I don't know if this is that previous summer, like right before she disappears. I don't know. First of all, Allie foreshadows her, quote, death, which as you know from this podcast, we don't believe she is dead, but she does say that'd be great to die young. So we get that flashback, uh, we kind of leave the uh, bowl scene, we check in with Hannah, they're broke, her car got declined, 
Uh, I also noticed that Hannah's mom is a big coffee drinker. A lot of her uh, kitchen work involves pouring herself coffee. I'm a coffee person too, not judging, just uh, an observation. And we have a shot of the empty fridge. Empty fridge. So yeah, so this is uh, Who the Hell is This Guy? Number one, uh, Jason De Laurentiis uh, shows up. He's a former goth, now turned banker. I don't know what the suit is supposed to signify, but apparently not goth. Uh, he basically changed everything. We get the second mention of Cello Gal. And Jason's kind of a strange character. He obviously was, uh, he was Allie's older brother. And he wants answers from our friend, uh, the creepy detective. So it sounds like he's going to be putting the squeeze on him. Because he says he and his family are very frustrated with the investigation. He mentions another speaker, Jenna. Jenna was a whole lot of help after the accident. So I'm not quite sure if I understood that correctly. I'm guessing Jenna's accident. So yeah, so he said she called her and he just put her on the schedule. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. I have a theory, but it's a little weaker. I'll be honest. We're going to get there. So he's going to meet up with our detective uh, Walden. I I don't know how you spell his name. Walden, Walden, Walden. But he's a creepy detective, so we know he's going to confront the detective. Just made a note of some dates here. October 16th was homecoming. As Arya looks at the poster, we get kind of a longer flashback scene to the hallway scene with her and uh, Fitz. I couldn't understand why. I mean, we sh- we saw basically the whole thing. It was a good, like, minute. So I don't know if they needed to pad the episode or what. Because, like, we, you know, I know I'm binging it. I get that. But I feel like we all saw this, so I don't know. But we're reminded of that moment. The haircut moment was not mentioned. In my heart, I know that's true. So Sean has tickets to Band of Horses for Hannah, but for some reason he needs to bring his friend Noel, who we I guess we did see very briefly a few episodes ago. I remember that now. But I guess he suggests bringing Arya. I'm already a little suspicious of Sean here. I know, I, I don't know. I think he might have a little crush on Arya, so I don't know how innocent this uh, suggestion is. But Hannah says, yeah, I'll make, I'll make it happen. And we can already tell Sean's a little jelly of Lucas. And Hannah just kind of blows it off like she's like, whatever. But uh, it's clear this is going to become a problem. Emily and Maya having a fun little lunch date on campus. And Emily officially asks Maya out. So they're going to, um, well, they were going to date. And then Maya's like, you know what, I'm going to think about it. We jump to uh, the yearbook room. I guess Lucas just has this room. And he's taking photos of lockers for the yearbook. And I still think if he's not involved with A, he's going to play a bigger role because it's very clear that he's getting pictures of lockers with people's okay, I'm assuming. But I feel like there's going to be a clue later on in the season that comes of these photos. It's, it's very it's very strange. Um, and our friend, our creepy detective later on, goes through these photos. And that seems to prompt him to do what he does later. So I think this is going to be important. I think this is done as kind of like offhanded but i anticipate this being more impactful later lucas makes an offhanded comment about 40 year olds buying action figures and that's uh, me so he's talking about uh, me chris mcgowan and then we get the uh the start of this bag selling business hannah feels she wants to help out at home and she has these bags that she doesn't really want i don't know how attached she is but she wants to help ma so she's gonna have lucas take some photos i guess he's handling the whole ebay e-commerce for her I thought the folder with Toby Cavanaugh would play into this, but I didn't see the bag there. We already know the folder got tossed, so I don't know. I still think something's going to happen with these bags, too, but we'll get there. Emily gets a phone call. Uh, Her dad's coming back home from Afghanistan, so I'm assuming we'll see him very soon. This is important, but um, we see Spencer has the Allison bracelet and her um, chest of drawers, right? Is that what they call that? And we get our second flashback. It seems like the same day or the same party. We see them kind of talking about Jenna. And Jenna takes off her shades, and we see her eyes, so it's kind of a big moment, I guess. They do look a little similar, Jenna and Allison, a little bit. Uh, but basically, Allison's like, you know, stay away from her. I don't know, something about 
something about Jenna. But then Spencer, back in the real world, uh, gets a text. It says something like, uh, so Ace said, like, you know, make sure your speech is good. I'll be watching, just like Tom Sawyer. Did we, do I know what that's supposed to mean? I don't even know. Is that a music reference? Like, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Maybe we'll figure that out. I just didn't get that reference. Um, and had, we did have a 2-A, which, as you know, is part of my a very advanced theory that there might be more than one A, and double-A is one version. So Hannah approaches Arya about Noel. Apparently Noel is an old crush of Arya's. He's apparently very cool. We get flashback number three. Noel Khan is um, dating someone named Prudence Finn. I believe I got her name correct. Allie's being mean again. Uh, something to Arya about, would you consider plastic surgery? Rude. And Allie's like, he's not my type. He's a little, I need my men a little more seasoned. Yeah, so then Arya does decide to text Hannah and say she's in hanging out with Noel. So I'm not quite sure what the flashback prompts for her to do that, but she decides, you know what, let's do this. But then we get the detective, creepy detective, in the yearbook office for some reason. Hannah brings up the affair with her mom to him, and a little, little bit talk about uh, Jason De Laurentiis is going to be laying the hammer down. And the detective does scoop up all those photos from Lucas. He grabs them all. I don't know if he takes them with him, but he does take them. He does, like, he mushes them together. Like, he puts them into a pile. Spencer Preston confronting Jenna in the library. Uh, confronting's an aggressive word. But Jenna tells her, well, one, she says that Jason visited her, and she does another hint. It's like Allie was in the room with us. You know, I kept saying Jenna's not A. Then I started talking about this Jenna is Allison theory, and this line right here just makes me think I'm right. It said so creepily. Then she says, like, you're careless, you all break things. And Allison was done with you. And Allison was afraid of Spencer. Some of these things don't make a whole lot of sense to me yet. I'm, sh- I'm assuming I will, but right now, I don't get these theories. I don't get. I don't get. What, I don't understand what Jenna is saying to Spencer. Spencer's reacting though, quite shocked. So it means something. Get a little more bag selling. Lucas makes a Dooku Darth Sidious reference, saying that how she talks about bags is how he talks about Star Wars. Hannah, I think, is per capita the biggest liar of the show because she doesn't tell Lucas why she needs to make money. And that, listen, doesn't know Lucas that well, so I don't blame her for not telling him all about her business. But, you know, it's just a, a lie catalog that we're kind of keeping track here. Flashback number four, a little bit of Lucas here. Yeah, this is a Lucas flashback. Arya's mean again. And Hannah kind of stops her. Allie's mean then Hannah and says you don't want to be something like, you know, you don't want to slip down the social ladder again. But she makes a joke about her weight. Yeah, as Allie is wont to do. But yeah, we, we see what uh, Lucas was talking about when he was afraid of that pack of girls. Allie was, was very bold <laughs> in calling him names and making him feel small. So that's kind of her deal. Then we have a little scene with Arya's dad and Hannah's mom. Uh, he gives her cash for the memorial, not for food. And I gotta say, I really like them together. It's a really nice scene. I don't know if it's the performers or the characters as written. But they have a lot of natural chemistry. Uh, clearly the show is hinting. Something might be on the horizon for the two of them, but I do like them together. It was really nice. At the very least, there's a platonic support group for, for single parents. Not to say that Arya's mom is out of the picture necessarily, but Arya's dad's kind of taking the bulk of the work. That's kind of complicated, of course, but he's taking the bulk of the work, and of course, Hannah's mom is doing the same for Hannah. So, Do we have Jason saying something weird, kind of weird to Arya? I think it's Arya and Emily right in the hallway. Something about keeping secrets. I didn't quite understand it, and I've seen this scene twice now. So I hope it's not important because we jump right to Detective opening Toby's locker, and we have a little Jason versus the creepy detective scene. And Detective's like, hey, you want me to solve this? Well, here's Toby's locker, and we're going to do it. Another piece of information dropped here. Timeline of Allison's disappearance. Toby's phone called Allison's phone the night she disappeared. 
It's very clearly said even here, we don't know who picked up on either end, but that is in the court records. So Emily puts on the Maya scarf, and that makes her think of another flashback. There's a little discussion of this kissing rock, Allison and Emily. And I can't tell exactly in this moment, but it looks like Allie is flirting with Emily, or is she teasing her? Like that, that is a little unclear to me, but it looks like Emily does have a little bit of a crush on Allison in, this, in that little scenelet. So we then jump to, that's right, the uh, pizza date inside Hannah's kitchen. Sean and Noel, Hannah, and Arya. Noel says something about, we're going to leave and leave the pizza here so that's room temperature when we get back. I guess Sean ordered crazy bread and really wants it, but it turns out it's Lucas at the door. Lucas is dropping off cash for the bags. Sean is super jealous. Super jealous. I wrote in my, my notes, Noel is A. I always give a random character the A accusation. I don't know. I'm giving it to Noel this week. Emily and Maya are watching a movie called Walk with the Zombie. And I noted that it's two women holding hands approaching what looks like some sort of well or something. I'm not quite sure what they're walking towards, but that's the movie they're watching. So Jason is at Spencer's house for some reason. I don't know where he's staying, but they have this kind of long scene. And Jason tells her that he kind of appreciated that Spencer challenged Allison. And they kind of have this little discussion about grief and loss and justice. And there seems to be a lot of hurt still there, which is which is understandable. He reveals to Spencer, though, that Allison told him that Spencer did everything. That Spencer was the one that said, let's get Toby. Spencer was the one that, I don't know if he says that she actually was the one that throw the firecracker of doom inside the, uh, inside the garage or wherever they did it. But basically, Allison's story to her brother was that this is all Spencer's fault. And then this this is a little confusing for me too. Spencer says you're just like Allison, and he says in some ways even worse. Now what in the f- does that mean? Oh yeah, so with uh while they're watching Walk with Zombies or Walk with Zombies, I think it's Emily that makes the move. She puts her hand over Maya's. I went ah. So the movie they're watching, uh, it's two women holding hands, and they're kind of in this cornfield, and they're coming up some sort of danger. I don't, I don't know what it is. Went back pretty quick. Uh, they start smooching in the movies, Emily and Maya. So there you go. Noel and Arya. He, oh, God, Noel. This is where I, he's the he's the WTF dude number two. Like, like he's just brimming with confidence. Like, did I run over your dog? Arya should have said no. She says, you're great. Hannah told him about the Iceland boy. Uh, LOL, LOL. We know that's really about fits. And I, lo- I do love this little line, though. Does he speak English? And she says, beautifully. Oh, boy. She's so hung up on her teacher. And she says, it's messy to bad. Well, then she she clearly understands the, the scope here. And then he says, I thought I might try for a kiss, but I'm just going to wait now. Oh, boy. I think Arya likes Noel a little bit. Clearly, she's still hung up on her teacher. That was, that was what I was going to say. Do I think Arya and Fitz are good together? Of course not. He is 28. How old is he? There's no way that's going to work. Do I think Noel is right for her? No. I don't think Noel... I don't know what his interest is, but it's not Arya. So I don't. So she's one of the few characters where I haven't really found her match yet. Spencer and Alex, I like. Emily and Maya, I like. Mm, Sean's gotten a little slipped down my list, but for now, it's okay for Hannah. I'm not sure about Lucas either, so Hannah's okay. Arya, she has not found uh, someone that she vibes with yet, in my, in my humble opinion. Don't date your teacher. Don't date Noel. But Noel is interested, so I don't know. Then the SOS goes out. I guess they abandoned the concert. I don't know, because they all run over there. Spencer reveals uh, Allison's thing. We get that Allison movie reference again. And I'll also notice something as the scene plays out where they're talking about 
this whole thing with Allison and how she's still manipulating them. Spencer looks really guilty. And I think I've said this in the previous episodes. There's a piece of information we're all missing here. There's something here either that night. Something something is uh, she's not revealed even to us, the audience, about what happened. Something Something has happened that makes her still carry some guilt. Hannah fills the fridge, and you can tell uh, Hannah's mom feels terrible. Absolutely terrible. She feels even worse when she finds out her daughter is selling bags online. I don't have kids myself, but I get I get where she's coming from. I understand the um, the guilt. You know, she wants her daughter to not worry about these things. But she is. And for all of Hannah's tendencies to lie, she has a big heart. And she cares about her mom. And, you know, she views herself as part of the family unit. So I don't think she... I, I think she's honest when she says she really doesn't mind selling the bags. It just breaks her mom's heart. Here we go, memorial time, and here's what the fuck is this guy number three? Now I did, like I said, I am a few episodes ahead of this, so it didn't impact me the way it did when I first saw this, but this guy walks in, the camera lingers on him like we know him. I'm like, who is this guy? Who's Melissa's Ian? I have, we have no idea who this person is. The liars know who he is, of course. He just stands in the back, really weird. Uh, the detective, of course, shows up. And based on Spencer's text, A, A should be there. At least visually, but maybe physically there. And I made a scan. I paused and I looked around. Guess who's also in the audience? I'm 90% sure Noel Khan is in the row behind the liars. Now, I didn't recognize any other cast members. No Sean, no Lucas, no Fitz, of course. I didn't, see, I didn't even see Maya in there. Jenna, Jenna, of course, is in there with, with Jason, but Noel was there. How does Noel know Allison? Hmm, interesting. I wrote a note that I can't read. So we're going to move on. Uh, so yeah, so get a little summary again of the concrete bench. We get a shot of that. Uh, the tiles and the bowl. Then we get, so all the four liars get a little speech time, and they all sound pretty interesting. Oh, that's right. I understand my note now. I, I did like the sophistication of part of Spencer's speech, where she said Allison was a person in her life that she could get angry with and know that they would still be friends. And, and to have that kind of dynamic was safe, was uh, something um, reliable. And I got to admit, that that really uh, hit me in a way I wasn't expecting, because I never had that, to be honest. And that may be a me thing, but you can tell Spencer valued that. I mean, <laughs> she definitely doesn't have that with her older sister. I mean, they they are in an endless war with each other, it seems, and there's a lot of hurt that is held on to. So Allison was, you know, that, that for her was important. So we get to Jenna's speech. So, I'll admit, my evidence is shaky up to this point. The show does a great job of trying to make me think this because there's shots of Jenna with Allison's big poster, like, right in, in frame. They do a little rack focus where we're on Jenna's face and we kind of focus out of her and onto Jenna's face. They have the same kind of hairstyle, kind of the same length. But here's where my Jenna is Allison theory started to fall apart, I'll be honest. Wouldn't the liars know it's Allison? Because I was thinking about this. If I just wore sunglasses and dyed my hair a different color and I went up to a group of people, I think they would know it's me. I think there's certain things about me that they would... I think they would know right away. I don't think that's enough to trick people. Now, granted, there is the Clark Kent, Cara Danvers syndrome, right? Putting on glasses and suddenly you don't recognize somebody. I guess it's possible. I'm just not as sure about it as I used to be. Again, her speech is very, very much painting Allison to be a saint. 
which if you believe the stories up to now, well, of course, Jenna would think Allison is telling the truth because Jenna or Allison told her Spencer did all that. However, <laughs> if you're Allison pretending to be Jenna, what better way to memorialize yourself than go, going up there and saying how great uh, you are? So, you know, and there is one thing mentioning about laughter, like Jenna would be laughing at this, or sorry, Allison would be laughing at this. And I didn't see Jenna laughing, so I don't know. I'm less certain about Jenna as Allison. I'm going to bump it down my list. I, I'm no longer confident that's what's happening. If it turns out I'm right, then it turns out I was right. I just, I just can't believe the four liars would not recognize their old friend. I just don't. Yeah, the so Jason comes over to the house after, says the his family says thank you. Interesting that that they didn't show up, but I mean I get it. I mean if your daughter has passed, I, it might be very difficult. And he has an Allison bracelet. And he says Allison was wearing it. The police gave it to him, so he gives it to the liars. And the assumption at the end here, and we'll get to the very end in a moment. The assumption at the end here is that they think someone created a fake bracelet and left it in the woods for them to find. And I kind of took them at their word. I guess I don't not believe him, but couldn't the opposite be true? If Jason was doing something, couldn't he give them a fake bracelet? He may not even know that they already have one. I don't know. I guess I'm not sure what it means. I'm not sure why it's been so important to them. I'm not sure why they would create a fake. Someone would create a fake one to give to them. I'm not quite sure why there's two now. I realize the significance of the bracelet moment for the five of them, because it was kind of like this is my gift to you, like we're bonded as friends. But why? Either either fake one doesn't make sense to me. Making a fake one, I guess, makes you think Allison was alive, but she's not. And then why would Jason give it that specific thing to them to say, I want to give this to you? Like, I don't know. There's something there that uh, I think we're going to have to get more information on. And finally, we get the vandalization of the memorial. I paused to be sure I under- I saw which which tile gets busted, and it's Arius. So someone with a shovel destroys her tile and trashes the whole thing. So, where are we left? <sighs> Gotta say, I'm stumped. This was the episode. We had we had three dudes who just showed up and uh, are now in the show. Don't know who they are. Mona wasn't in this at all, so, you know, I thought she might even show up to the memorial. She doesn't. Kind of hurts my my Mona theory. Creepy detective is getting pressured by Jason. Detective seems to be pretty sure it's Toby. For whatever reason. So he's kind of done. I don't know. And and A was pretty nice this week. I mean, A said, I'm just going to be watching. Be sure you tell, maybe be sure you do a good thing for Spencer. And then, and that's, I don't know. Does, does A even do anything else? Right? Yeah, just like Tom Sawyer thing. Yeah, I'm kind of light on theories this week. I, I, I've i kind of been thrown off a little bit, and I don't know. Uh, I think all of my theories are kind of not good at this moment. I think a big reason of it is because I keep coming back to why do all this? What what has occurred in someone's life that this is a lot of work? Like, why would you do this? For what end? To what purpose? And the only thing I can come up with is that the liars know something that they want someone else to tell. So there's some pieces of information that one of them or all of them know, and they want this A person, whoever they are, wants them to tell, say, the, the police or the family, right? Just say it's that. So this piece of information, this is something that we don't know. They have it, 
and it's very valuable. It could be actually a national treasure situation. Maybe Allison stole the original Constitution. It's hidden somewhere, and only she knows where it is. But the liars do too. Yeah, I guess until I understand more what that is, I, I'm I'm kind of stuck. And I think we almost got it a few episodes back, right? Didn't didn't Arya at the at the homecoming say? Something like, well, that last, that summer, there's something you should know. Toby was about to say something, which we incorrectly assumed what it was. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm at a loss, everybody. i got to be honest. Yeah, I don't know what A wants. Like, what does A want out of all of this? Just to torture them? Sure. But it can't be that simple. I mean, I know people who have been harassed, you know, in real life. It's not fun or funny to talk about. Um, but usually someone gets obsessed in a negative way with somebody... And it does become their focus, right? They get their behavior gets more and more severe until you know authorities do have to get involved, or you know something something more serious happens. But I don't think that's what's happening here, because there's four of them getting texts and letters in the mail and etc. And we have some motive from some people, but the level of and sophistication of all this just doesn't add up, you know. So if I'm if I'm overseeing this investigation and I have my detective world world and running around busting open Toby's locker, I think if I were to have my Monday morning meeting about the case, I'd be stumped. Friends, this is a dark time. And Chris watches PLL. We are left with some, some unknown dudes who just showed up on the show. A lot more questions and answers. And did they see Band of Horses? We may never know. Maybe we'll get more answers next time. I'm sorry everybody. This is the part of the sh- this is the part of the case where a detective Sits in a hot tub, drinking wine, and hopes that something uh, comes together in their brain. So, see you next time uh, for episode 9. And remember, if you're going to pretend to be somebody else, be sure you work on your voice, too. You know, if I walked up like this, would you think I'm Chris or somebody else? I don't know. Not my best dismount. And as A says, just like Tom Sawyer, whatever that means, that's immortality, darlings. <laughs> <laughs>